0: Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 373, recorded live on Saturday, August 16th, 2014. And here are your hosts. The man whose first name is not Dave, Brendan Lapsley. Hello. The man whose last name is not Play, Brian Lindsley. Hello. And the man whose middle name isn't Danger, Andy Lowe. Hi. That was the best you could come up with. You know, like I said, it's hard to think of all these anti-Dave intros because there's been a lot of them. I think we should change your middle name to Danger. I don't know if I would want my middle name to be Danger. That would, then my, then calling me Andy would make no sense then. What's your middle name? Anderson. Oh, okay. It's part of the reason why parents started calling me Andy is because the Anderson just works with it.
1: I always thought they were just mispronouncing
0: your first name. Nope. Only my brother does that sometimes. On purpose, too. By the way,
1: of course, brothers do that.
0: But yeah, if it wasn't for my middle name, I'd probably be going by Tony. That just seems weird. I know, doesn't it? You're not a Tony. I do have to say though, every time I go to a deli and they always like take your name before they get your sandwich owner, I always go. I always tell them when my name is Tony, just because I feel like that's like the thing to do at a deli. Is when they and they, like yell your sandwich name, you're like Tony, and I'll be like, Yo. Hey, Tony." I've confused everybody at work, though, because everybody like sees my name as Anthony on most of the, the documents that are around the building. But my email is Andy, and they're just like, so what is your name? Yeah, I could see that being confusing. But as you can see, uh, Dave's not here today. Again. Uh, again, two weeks in a row. He should stop doing that whole family stuff. God, Dave's got a life? Really?
1: Damn it. I don't think last week was family-related. Wasn't it wedding-related? Yeah, it was
2: was... wedding-related, but it was part of his uh, Pathfinder group. It wasn't family. Oh, friends are
0: family. (laughs) Or family, as Sprint will like you to try and get you to do. With those terrible commercials. Oh, those commercials are horrible. Oh,
2: Sprint. Do they intentionally make them as awkward as possible? Probably.
0: For some reason, that seems to be a thing now, is to make bad commercials. On purpose.
1: They're memorable because they're bad, and you just want to be memorable.
0: That's Well, that's what the part of the ad is, to help you have the, the brand stick in your brain. Because they
1: realize
2: that their writers are terrible, and no one knows how to make good commercials anymore.
1: I don't know about no one. I just don't think those people are getting much work.
0: Yeah. All right, well, here's the question then. What's the last good commercial that you remember?
1: Guardians of the Galaxy trailer.
2: That's the only one that comes to mind. That was a very good commercial. Ooga, chaka,
0: ooga, 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 chaka. Sorry, I just love that part of the song.
2: Right. But the thing is, though, is movie trailers are like, they're commercials, but they're not, so I don't know if that
1: really counts. Oh, they're totally commercials. I think that would count. Okay.
0: They also have a set time limit now, too. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Any movie trailer that premieres before a movie cannot be longer than two minutes and 30 seconds. That's longer than I thought it'd be. That's interesting. At least I think it's two minutes and 30 seconds. I'll have to double check this.
2: I don't think I've recalled any in recent memory that have exceeded two minutes. Like your standard teaser is about 10 seconds. Your standard trailer is probably about 30 seconds. Uh, and then sometimes they'll release some extended trailer that's about a minute and a half to two minutes.
0: No, according to the MPAA, the maximum length allowed is two minutes and 30 seconds. Each studio or distributor is allowed to exceed this time limit once a year if they feel it is necessary for a particular film.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking at the um, Guardians of the Galaxy trailers. They're all two minutes, 30 seconds. Really? Yeah. There's an extended clips that they show from time to time, but not...
0: Not um, trailers. Weird. Yeah, some of those little known facts about movies that I just know. You are in the media industry, so you're a bit of an (laughs) in. The Bachelor of Science degree above my head was a focus on electronic media and film studies, so it's like it's in my title. I just like watching movies. I, too, also like watching movies. I think I can agree on that. It doesn't even really matter what movies they are. I've seen the Hallmark movies that Kate likes. I've seen action movies. I've seen dramas. I've seen documentaries. I actually sat through Koyan multiple times. I don't
1: know that movie.
0: You lost me a while ago. Koyan is a movie that has no dialogue. Okay,
1: How long of a movie?
0: Oh, Koyanistatsky is long. Let's see if I can pull up the info on Wikipedia.
2: I mean, if done right, no dialogue can be brilliant. It's
0: a 1982 film with music composed by Philip Glass. Now that would be a word that you would have to have on your spelling bee. Koyanistatsky. it's an ancient Hopi word. Yeah,
1: K-O-Y-A-A-M-I-S-Q-A-T-S-I.
2: That's how you clear the field quick. (laughs) Yeah, it is.
0: I still remember I was at some University of Michigan um, trivia contest or something like that. And so they had everybody It was like, oh, yeah, I know U of M history and athletic history and that sort of stuff there. And the first question was, spell Bianca Batuca. Oh, God. <laughs> and you just see people like just start working their way down the line and just nope, you're out. Nope, you're out. You're out. There's a couple of people who are like, I'm not even going to try. That's yeah, how you an, be mean. It is an 86 minute long movie that has no dialogue. If you actually look for the trailer, you can, I think you can actually watch it on YouTube, I think.
1: You can definitely watch it on Amazon Instant. I saw a link for it on Hulu. Probably requires Hulu Plus, though.
0: So it's basically just uh, visuals on the screen. Most of it time-lapse, some of it not sort of thing there. And then it's just got Philip Glass soundtrack as the music, and that's it for 86 minutes. Apparently
1: it's not on Hulu Plus. It's on regular Hulu. Well then. Huh. Anyway, should we break into topics then? Yeah, let's talk about TV. What about TV? The Nelson reports finds that live viewing is live and well, which is not a surprise.
2: Not really, especially with today's internet culture and, you know, everything on Facebook within minutes of airing. Everyone wants to watch it live so they don't have to deal with spoilers. God,
1: spoilers.
0: There's a reason why, before Guardian of the Galaxy came out, or before The Avengers came out, or before Iron Man 3 came out, I tried to run and hide as much as possible from the internet. Yep.
2: I found that if you avoid Facebook, that actually takes care of like 90 plus percent of it.
0: You have to get yes, rid Reddit yes too. So. I don't go to Reddit in the
2: first place. Well, let me retract. I don't go to Reddit other than for the Marvel Heroes
0: section for the video game. I go to Reddit for the cats and the I dogs and whatever else everything. is in
1: awe. I just go to Reddit.
0: Yeah, the amount of subreddits that I'm finding, I'm like, what? I didn't even know this was. A- There's a subreddit for people who just handle landscaping.
1: Oh, yeah. If you can think of a topic, there's a subreddit for it.
0: Yeah, no, and if you don't, then you can just make one. But, okay, so the pricing thing that I said, because yeah, I understand people would still watch things live, especially, like, sports. Um, but, what was it, Dallas, Texas. Time-shifted viewing is actually higher than live viewing. Does
1: everyone has a DVR. I wonder if it has to do with time zone issues.
0: Is Dallas in Central, or... Yeah, they're in Central. Shouldn't
2: be that big a deal, though, because, I mean, most of the time when you see something, you hear it, all right, it's this time Eastern, this time Central. I don't know how Mountain or Pacific handles it, but for the most part, you know, around here, it's not too difficult to deal with.
1: Right, but those East Coast games and those West Coast games, because they're off by at least an hour, sometimes they don't start very conveniently.
0: Yeah, yeah, when the Tigers are on the West Coast, it's like, start time, 10.08 p.m. Well, crap, I'm missing that game. Uh, the worst I've heard is uh,
2: when the Red Sox went to Boston, or not Boston, Japan, and my parents were trying to watch that. So they were like, yeah, we get up at, you know, six in the morning and turn on the game before work.
0: Holy crap.
1: That's Wasn't more there dedication a- than I have for a sports team. Yeah, my family is nuts when it comes to the Red Sox.
0: I swear there was teams that were playing in Australia this year to start off the season. Wouldn't surprise me.
2: Thing is, though, is
0: Dallas kind of on the
2: western edge of the central time zone? Because if that's the case, then they would probably have more sunlight around prime time, hence, they would probably be out and about more. Whereas people that are more on the eastern edge of the time zone,
1: it's going to get darker earlier.
0: Well, how far is Houston away from Dallas? As I consult Google Maps. I was going to say, you're asking the
1: wrong people here.
0: Because Houston is 47, 44 the other way. Did you guys actually expect most of these things to be that high of almost near 50% in some places? Yeah, that makes sense to me. It is nothing TVs after all. God, stupid Google Maps. Just tell me the directions. Ah, Houston is uh, farther south than Dallas and slightly to the east. I don't know. I'm trying to think of how much we watch that's time-shifted, and I think the only thing we really watch right now that's time-shifted is the uh, Daily Show.
2: Yeah, Eastern and Central gets most things,
1: like, first, correct?
0: Yes. Normally the West Coast would get a second replay three hours later after the first one.
1: All of my viewing habits
0: is basically time-shifted.
2: Mine is a little bit, but there's a few things I watch live. I don't have live
1: cable, so it has to be time-shifted for me.
0: Right. How is the cord cutting going, Brian?
1: I have no issues with it. You do not a single one. Hmm. Huh. I've got plenty of entertainment on Hulu, on Netflix, on Amazon Instant. I'm covered.
2: Worst case scenario, most uh, channels will just uh, dis- will have their videos online, anyways.
1: Right. Like the only real TV show that we watch in a regular fashion would be The Daily Show. And that's in two places at once.
0: Yeah, I remember when uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was going on. Sometimes I was trying to, uh, because we were watching other things at the same time, I was like, oh, I could try, you know, downloading it. Or, you know, I could just go to their website and watch it there. Yeah,
2: but now ABC has uh, where you have to log in with your cable provider.
0: Which I find so silly for a station that, you know, broadcasts over the air. Right. It's just sort of like the Aereo case where it's just like, yes, this is illegal if they do it. But if you do it, no problem.
1: I do disagree with the judge's judgment
0: on that, but there's nothing I can do about it. Yep, because they're set for life. So um, Gamescom is going on in Germany over the past couple of days.
1: Yep, we got a lot of news out of it, surprisingly.
0: The one that really irks me, though, is the fact that the Tomb Raider is going to be an Xbox exclusive game. For a limited time. For a limited time.
1: Doesn't irk me at all because I have an Xbox. Were you going to get Tomb Raider as it released, Andy?
0: No, because I don't have the uh, Xbox One.
1: Or the PlayStation 4.
0: Or the PlayStation 4. Oh, Tomb Raider is actually set to be released on the Xbox 360, but no, I still haven't played the last Tomb Raider game, so...
2: I have not played a Tomb Raider in a long time. I think I have Tomb Raider 1 for the PS1. Oh, the
0: pixelation.
1: It's, yeah, I wouldn't say pixelation, I'd just say the awful boxy graphics.
0: I thought we were past all this stupid exclusivity between platforms. No.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. Not at all. Destiny was an exclusive limited time thing for the PS4. Hell, even the
2: uh, handhelds are in there. The Android versus iOS exclusivity is huge right
1: now. That's just because there are lazy programmers out there who just hit the, Andro- the iOS first.
0: Because Not they at- know they can make money on iOS more than they can make money on Android.
2: This is true. But the thing is, I have seen a few go the other way because Android is willing to release it a lot easier than Apple will.
0: It's true. But as soon as they're like, watching all the people playing Plants vs. Zombie on the iOS devices, and you're like, come on, Android. Android. Any day now. Any day now, come on. Just Heartstone. like
1: Earthstone, yep. It's
2: just Android. a matter of, do they Any care about now. money, or do they care about market penetration quickly?
0: It's all about the Benjamins.
1: Speaking of Xbox, though, um, it looks like they're going to be selling digital uh, game codes in the U.S. and U.K. And in that's a actual big deal physical why? stores. So basically, you'd go into Meyer or, or wherever, you buy a card that has a, a number on it, or a, a probably a, a one of those uh, QV not QVCs. It's like the barcode. The QR code. QR. QR. Um, and then you'll hold it up to your Connect, and then it'll take that code and start downloading the digital version of the game. And why is this a big deal that Xbox is doing it? Because
2: others have been doing it for a while.
0: Why are they even doing this, though? Uh, Because
1: you can save quite a bit on retail if you don't have to have the actual box and DVD out there. Think of how how much cheaper it is for Xbox.
0: Well, no, I understand that. But then why don't you just go to the Xbox digital store and buy it through Xbox and then have it done? It saves you a trip to go buy a piece of paper.
1: I, I agree, but when you're doing birthday presents, for example, um, would ah. be a good,
2: good time to use that. Right. Now, the other thing is, like, I recently got a Vita, and I have three games for it, two of which were using codes. Uh, like, for example, the Final Fantasy X, X-2 uh, bundle, um, they, the physical card was only large enough to have 10, but they're packaged together. So, like, ten two 2 was actually a download code. So there are good reasons to have those kind of things. Just, I mean, I I just don't understand why this is a big deal.
1: I don't know if it's necessarily a huge deal, but it's just some information for people to know. I mean, they've been doing it with, uh, with some online NMOs for a while. And so you can get Steam dollars in this way. Right. I mean, I
2: guess probably my only concern with this kind of thing is... Um, how familiar people are with the space limitations of their systems.
0: The ex- I, I can agree to that because my Xbox 360, because yeah, I have Xbox Gold, I get that free game every two weeks or so. My hard drive is getting pretty full.
1: The newer systems are better with the space. I know we definitely had a space crunch on the last gen um, because they were we could have bought like external hard drives with, with terabytes worth of data but it was just too expensive because they wanted their proprietary bullshit. Which Sony still does. Uh, actually, Sony was best at it for the PS3 because you could use a regular hard drive. All
2: right, the PS3, I guess. Uh, but like their Vita, their handhelds essentially, is still obnoxious. I like agree. Nintendo, the, the 3DS has already gone to you know your standard SD card, and I know the Wii has as well. So Nintendo is just like, screw it, we'll just... Do whatever. I don't know what Microsoft is doing. Nothing. Uh, yeah. Sony is, you know, with their consoles, it sounds like you can do whatever. But their
1: handhelds, obnoxious. It's to try to reduce pirating. I guess I could see that. Those damn pirates. maybe
0: Just for kicks and giggles, I went to go see what the current. Cost is per gigabyte for uh, solid state drives. I can buy a 240 gigabyte internal solid state drive, 240 gigs for 80 bucks. Yay. So it's getting better. That's what, like 30 some odd cents per gigabyte. Yeah, I know when I bought my PC
2: probably a year and a half, two years ago, it was, I want to say, 80 cents to
1: a dollar per gig. Well, Andy's even talking about solid state. I'm sure if you wanted the the regular old hard drive type, you could get much larger for that much.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I'm talking solid state, too. I think I got my, uh, like, 500 gig standard drive for, like, you know, 50 bucks, maybe probably less. Yeah, you can get know, a 3
0: terabyte drive for $90 if you're going regular hard drive.
2: Yeah, I had regular hard drives, space is dirt cheap. You know, but the solid state ones, that's the ones that are getting down there cuz like when I was looking a little while ago, 100 gig solid state was roughly $100.
0: God, that's going to be crazy though if you get 20 to 30 cents per gigabyte for a solid state drive. That would be amazing.
1: Oh, I'm just waiting for the next five years when it's down to like $0.10 or $0.05. I don't think
2: it'll drop that far that quickly, but it'll get down to probably 20
0: to $0.25. Do you think people are going to have... Well, there probably are desktops out there now that have like a solid-state drive and a regular hard drive just to help almost use the solid-state drive as almost some sort of RAM type thing. Absolutely.
2: If I build another PC for myself, I'd get a kind of smaller solid state to run as the boot drive and then have regular uh disk drives for
1: you know running games or movies or whatever i'd I'd almost argue that you might want to move some of your games the more powerful games onto your solid state drive uh, just to reduce loading times
2: I mean, I could see that. I guess it would depend on how big the game is and how big the solid state drive is. But you definitely want your boot drive to be the solid state. I agree. Well, yeah,
0: that's a that's a given right there. Yeah. I just for kicks and giggles tried that ready boost with the flash drive on my work laptop. And it was crazy how quickly that thing could boot. I, at least I was it's not like, as
2: bad as it used to be.
0: No. Oh, some of the hardware that we've got at work. Oh, so old and... oh.
2: You hit the power button, you walk away,
0: get yourself a cup of coffee, maybe heat up some breakfast. Come back and you're like, oh, I, uh, maybe? Nope, nope, no, I'll go away again. So I assume it's going to be a while before you'll see these
1: new uh, Type-C USB devices? Probably, because it's going to take
2: a little while to get... Um, penetration enough for people to at least get it for home
1: use.
0: I don't know how I feel about the Type-C because then I feel like it's just like the lightning connector, just on a scale that is going to hurt.
1: Well, isn't the Type-C, the the best part about it is that you don't have to worry about uh, if you got it upside down or not?
0: Yes, that's part of the thing with the Type-C is the fact that you can plug it in either right side up or upside down and it will still work, just like the lightning connector.
1: I just know there's so many memes out there about plugging in your USB devices and you're like, Nope, that's wrong. Flip it. Nope, that's wrong. Flip it. Wait, it works?
0: Well, that's why I've noticed with the USB cables, they normally have a USB symbol on one side of it, and that side's normally the top side.
1: I'll ruin it for everybody.
0: It was one of those things I was trying to perform a quote-unquote magic trick at work, and then they're like, I can't get the USB in there. I'm like, watch my magic. I'll close my eyes and stick it in the right way the first time. Just because I felt with my thumb which side had the, the USB symbol printed on it and put that outside up, and then boom, it was in.
2: And that's why with micro-USB, they've made it so it's not the same on both sides. How is that not a good enough solution?
1: Because then you're fumbling when you're trying to get it in that one way, if it's the wrong way, and you're scraping up your... Uh, phone.
0: You know how long it took me actually to find out that I could use a micro USB for USB 3.0?
1: A long time? I don't understand the, the situation.
0: I thought you needed to have a special USB 3.0 cable to connect all USB 3.0 devices to any, even just a regular USB connection. Gotcha. But if you use a micro USB, it fits in the left side of a USB 3.0 connector. Interesting. Wait, so I've got what? my I've got, I got my phone here no it's actually sorry the uh, right side of the connector actually fits uh, the micro USB
1: so I've got USB 3.0 on my laptop and it's just a regular USB port
0: yes that, the the regular square port you can still plug USB 2.0 into that that's no problem just any that's just a regular USB connector as well as a 3.0 connector but on the other end like your external hard drive that's got that weird shape that looks like a B on its back gotcha Half of that B is a micro-USB connector. Okay. Because when I got my new phone and had the new connector on there, I'm like, oh, crap. It means I'm going to have to get new charging cables for everything, yada, yada, yada. And the, the cell phone guy's like, oh, no, you can just put a micro-USB over here. And I'm just like,
2: oh. <gasps> nice. So I imagine it's not quite as fast using the micro-USB, but does it ha- still have full capabilities at, like, USB 2
0: uh, speeds? Yes, yeah.
1: yes, yes, it does. That's a nice life hack there. It's basically them making sure it's uh, backwards compatible.
0: Yeah, I thought it was just backwards compatible on the plug side, but no, it's backwards compatible on both sides. I was, I was amazed. I don't think I have any USB three devices.
1: I have one hard drive, and that's it. Don't have any of them new fancy phones that Andy and Dave get all the time.
0: Hey, I only got this new fancy phone because my old phone broke. Which I means broke. Had I to mean, I dropped it. By broke, you mean you threw it onto the ground. No, it had slipped out of my hand. My hands were slightly oily. Yes, I threw it at the ground at the speed of gravity. Yes.
2: So you weren't like the terrible commercial with people breaking their phones all over the place.
0: No, this one was entirely on accident.
1: So speaking of phones, it looks like T-Mobile is doing more of that throttling bullshit.
0: Speaking of phones, as your phone goes off, love it. Um, But T-Mobile's throttling is actually uh, very specific. And honestly, you can't
2: really blame them for this one.
0: No, this one is uh, if you're identified as a customer who is a heavy data user and engaged to -to peer-to-peer file sharing slash torrents, that's outside of your terms and conditions from T-Mobile. So they're going to start throttling you.
2: So these guys actually have a light to stand on, unlike Verizon.
1: Only because they
0: wrote it in their terms of service
2: yeah but they also kind of backed up and said yeah we're throttling high users but it's because they pulled bullshit torrenting isn't
1: bullshit it's just a way to transfer to the files the companies it is I know uh, to companies it's bullshit it's bullshit that they get their their information faster than just download what the fuck
0: well if you know everybody else would you know put their upload speeds to the maximum, then it wouldn't matter to Torrent because then I could just download it from a source at my maximum download speed limit and not have to worry about it. I agree. But no, everybody's like, nope, we're not going to give you your full bandwidth for your download because we're cheap and this is our upload that's costing us. So in a perfect world, Torrentine would not exist, right?
1: No, right. I would disagree. Really? Torrentine's a perfectly valid way to share files. It's just the significant majority of those files are not exactly legal. Only because of the way copyright's written. I mean, it's no different than us sharing files. It's it's literally, that's all it is, is file sharing. And I was taught as a little kid that sharing is caring.
0: I'm just saying from an individual perspective of me trying to download my Linux distribution from somebody. If things worked as intended, I would need to torrent the file because I would be downloading it from a source at my full bandwidth download. Right. Right.
2: I, th- I think you were talking about speeds and, and Bry's talking about content.
0: Ah, okay. So and, yes, and sharing those are, is caring. Sharing those are the is two caring. Big, uh, those are the two big
2: things with torrents that always come up is it's faster and that's why people use it, but then there's also the whole content thing and that's why the companies fight it.
1: But you are right, Andy. If you could access your entire full bandwidth and they could match it on their upload – then yes, it wouldn't make any difference if you're torrenting it or if you're downloading directly, because you'd be but receiving the same if amount downloading of data. Directly, right? So you have to open up multiple connections to get your full bandwidth, which is what torrenting
0: does.
2: So I remember, it would cut back, but it wouldn't solve it completely.
0: I remember when I was downloading another quote-unquote Linux distro, um, I wanted to watch it right away. <laughs> and by watch it, I mean watch it install right away. Uh-huh. So I actually set up a torrent thing on my phone and on my computer, and I was downloading it from two places at the same time, and then I told my phone and my computer to talk to each other. So that one I actually downloaded pretty dang quickly. Nice. But that's the one and only time I've torrented on my phone, because that just seems a little ridiculous.
2: Yeah, I don't think
1: I have ever torrented on my phone. I would, but I had Caps. What's the point?
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I, I could torrent it, but then after two gigabytes, boom, I'd be done. And then be like, what? Well, crap. There goes the rest of my month.
1: <laughs> and it's not fun not having data. Trust me, I've gone a couple of months with a little bit too much data usage and had to cut back on the last five days. Not so much fun. Ooh, that's rough. L2 Wi-Fi. That works fine, but sometimes my Wi-Fi likes to connect, unconnect, connect, unconnect, and that kills the battery. So buy a new router or a new phone, you know, vendor. that. You still have the Galaxy 2? Galaxy Note 2, yep. And they're coming yeah. out with 4 soon, so maybe I'll get that sometime. Okay, yeah, you've had that for a little while now, haven't you? Yeah, it's been a wonderful little phone. (laughs) Yeah, little. Right. So speaking of...
0: I was actually going to check my T-Mobile data usage, but now I've got this weird connection assistant thing that I have to really read about. I'm just going to decline it. I don't need no stinking assistance.
1: So speaking of phones, um, Apple sent out this weird diversity statement.
0: Yeah, this was in response when Google did their diversity statement. I guess Apple decided to do one of their own. I love how the top half of this page is all like, oh, we're diverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get down to the actual numbers and yeah.
1: Not as diverse as they've been showing. They're still over 50% white male. In all categories.
0: Broke 60% in leadership. So I like how it's like, we're all, we're diverse, we're diverse. And then you look at the numbers and you're like, you're not diverse. And, and then Tim Cook's like, yeah, we're not diverse. And
2: then if you just look at like the male to female ratio too, it's like, yeah, in the non-tech roles, yeah, it's mostly male with 65%. If you look in the tech
0: roles, yeah, guys are up like 80%. But that's the, in, in my field, it's all guys. I know that for a fact. I've been to multiple conferences and yet to have seen a single female broadcast engineer. I know they exist. They're somewhere. I've heard them on podcasts. So I know they exist. I just haven't seen one in person.
1: I have to say that's actually interesting for me because my workplace is the complete opposite. Like it's 30 women to 5 men kind of ratio. But then
2: there's also the question, how many of those are the tech group?
1: Um, We actually have not too bad on our tech group area. Um, I'd say about 40 to 60, 40 women, 60 men.
0: That's not not too
2: bad. Yeah, my work, it's kind of weird because like the IT department is like 25% female and like 75% male. But then if you split it up into infrastructure versus developers, infrastructure, all male
0: developers, 50-50 split. I can tell you for a fact for being a media company, the uh, amount of females that I have seen even like, okay, so engineers, I have not seen one, period. But in the the grander scheme of radio and television in the state of Michigan, it's a handful of females. Outside of sales, it's even less.
1: But I wouldn't say there's a whole bunch of people in your field in general, would you?
0: No, and it has. it's not getting bigger. I know that for a fact. <laughs> with the amount of... We were discussing this also. It's the fact that pirate radio really is passe now because people just, you know, instead of trying to make their own pirate radio and then getting in trouble with the FCC and getting fined, people would just, you know, make a web stream v- the radio station and do it that way. so via Twitch. Yeah, until, you know, they did their whole muting all the audio because it was copyrighted music.
1: Yeah, that's because Google owns them now.
0: I thought, it, is that actually official? I thought that was unofficial.
1: It might be them getting ready for Google. I'm pretty sure the deal is going to go through. I still have not ever watched anything on Twitch.
2: I probably should at some point.
1: I've seen um, some some stuff like the E3 uh like the press release kind of stuff that they do for sony or microsoft they did that on twitch um i'm surprised that there wasn't any like when you watch the league of legends tournaments why that that wasn't on twitch i haven't watched any of that since twitch even came out gotcha so you only watched it that one summer in our in my house
2: pretty much I mean, I've played one League of Legends game in, like, the last year and a half, two years. Gotcha. And that was because Dave was like, hey, the uh, April Fool's thing is awesome. Come play, come play, come play for, like, three straight days.
0: Dave is such a pusher, man. I think we
1: all are. Some of us more than others, but I think we all are.
0: Am I a pusher? Because I don't feel like I'm a pusher.
1: Uh, Maybe a tiny bit,
2: but less so because... You don't really push video games and stuff like that. Yeah, I
1: don't know what I would push. I'd say out of all of us, Andy, you're probably the least pushy.
2: Yeah, I would say the only things I can picture you pushing at all would be like books and music, maybe an
0: obscure movie or two. If you go and watch Koyana Stotsky, I I've like, I warned you. Just, I'll just put it out there. Andy, that's the reverse of a push. That's a pull. It's like maybe you shouldn't take my advice on this. I don't know. There was a whole like hand motion with that thing as well, but you couldn't see that, sorry. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I know I am up there for pushing up there with Dave, um more for anime and somewhat for video games. A lot more for board I games. I was
1: going to say don't miss out your biggest push
0: board games. Let's see. Brendan is board games and anime. Dave is video games. I'm probably, what, TV and movies, maybe? Maybe. I'm definitely video games. Yeah, Bryce video games as well. Andy, I could see you being comic books a little bit. I can count on my hands the number of comic books that I own. Yeah,
2: own or read, because I know I have had fairly significant conversations with you about comic books.
0: That's because I'm a, what what was the turn of phrase that I said? I don't even remember. I'm a suppository of useless knowledge. Oh yeah! I, about, that. I don't even know what word I was trying to go for with that one. I think it was repository. That that makes sense. So
1: speaking of video games, uh, did you see this uh, World of Warcraft thing about honoring Robin Williams? Have they said what they're actually going to do for it?
0: No, they haven't officially said what they're going to do for it. But they, they said pretty quickly that, yes, we're, we're taking care of it. We're working on it. We're going to do something.
1: The Twitter uh, that I can quote is, thank you. You gave us so much joy in our lives. We hope you enjoyed our, your time in our world. We'll see you in game. So they're probably going to make him, him an NPC. <laughs>
0: Which, that should be, like, one of those, he was a big supporter of the game. I still remember he was helping out with those, uh, are you in game sort of things, like with William Shatner and Mr. T and that sort of stuff. Right. I still remember watching his video with, uh, him describing Spore. Oh, that was hilarious.
1: Did you ever see him, uh, talking about Legend of Zelda? Because he named his daughter after Zelda.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, no. I haven't seen any of those videos where he talks about it, but I know he was big into Zelda. So
1: that's a that's a cool little nod that Blizzard will be doing. We'll see what it is later, but I'm sure they'll do it well. Probably.
0: I wonder if they're going to do anything for, like, Vin Diesel for World of Warcraft. What did Vin Diesel do? I don't know, but he's big into WoW as well. I still remember he posted a video of him and, uh, oh, the guy who died. Robin Williams? No, oh, the, the Fast and Furious guy. Paul Paul Rudd? No, not Paul Rudd. Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Yeah, there was a, he, blew, uh, Vin Diesel posted a video after Paul Walker died of them, like, running around, wow, and Vin Diesel, like, explaining all the stuff to him.
1: Vin Diesel's a big nerd. He also plays d and D. I I still like He's... Penny Arcade's comic about that.
0: Man, I haven't read Penny Arcade in months. I haven't been to their site. I haven't read the comic. It's just, I I don't know what happened. I just lost the the train and I haven't gotten back on again. To be completely honest, I haven't been very impressed with their work lately. I feel like they're trying to do too many things. Weren't they talking about cutting back
2: soon? Or did they already, quote unquote, cut back?
0: I don't know, but I, I wouldn't doubt them for that because, you know, they're doing a lot of other stuff and you know they have families to take care of so what i would really love though is the fact that um vin diesel on the the set of Redick uh taught judy dench how to play D D. that's awesome that is fantastic so i'm sitting there thinking like dame judy dench sitting down trying to figure out her consecration that oh man that just would i will know those times you just wish you were a fly on the wall
1: there are a lot of those types of times when it comes to D&D.
0: <laughs> and thank you for not bringing up my failed Pathfinder email. I didn't need to.
1: I figured you were going to.
0: Yeah, I know. God, it just every time I bring it. Oh, it's a brilliant idea. Just, oh, there's so many things going on. Yeah, and there's so many
2: games of like D and pathfinder that just kind of fizzle and die
1: that's the usual lifetime of pathfinder and D games they're really good yeah, really had, good and then somebody has one or two things that keeps them busy outside of the game and it dies
2: yeah i think i had a conversation with dave a little while ago about how in my entire life i can remember two completed D games one of which none of you guys were in
0: i still remember we went out and bought the world's largest dungeon that had all the stuff in there and i think we we did not get very far
2: no we, we did like not get very far at all the first section of like 25 i actually saw that on dave's shelf the other day when i was visiting him i saw that and i was like oh that's cool uh you know now that we're probably never gonna play it maybe i should flip through it it's too bad that we've all spread
1: out so much
0: well, that's why I was trying to do the the email version, but then I would actually have to, you know, sit down and do the emails. Yeah,
2: I mean, we actually have one online game we're playing now that Julie is running, but like she gets really into it. And it's actually got like that interactive map and everything that she has to build
0: every week. Ooh, that seems like too much. That's why I've got a floor plan for the castle that everybody's sitting in. But beyond that, that's, I, I wasn't going to do maps or anything else like that. It was going to be pretty free flow.
2: Yeah, which Pathfinder does a little bit easier than D&D 4.0, which is what we're using online right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys are using four online. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not too bad.
1: Um, I think one of the issues that I have with that campaign is just it's one DM and like six or seven people. I think we're down to just six now.
2: And if Da drops out, it will be down to just five, which is more manageable, but our party makeup would be terrible.
1: Right. And so it it's just a lot of people to try to corral is my biggest issue with it. Why
0: are you guys doing this live? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's uh, on Mumble with, um, or vent or something, with everyone at the interactive map.
1: Yep. Ooh. It actually works better than you'd think. And I might try to do that with my uh, Skulls and Shackles campaign just because I have a feeling people are going to spread out even more which hasn't started yet unfortunately Yeah,
2: I imagine that's going to wait until after Zach and Jess are moved yeah probably will wait until
1: after the wedding which is just another month yeah they're probably starting to uh, freak out
0: a little bit they're getting busy as you would expect oh weddings I'm glad I don't have to deal with that anymore don't say that you'll have to deal with them in the future Yes, I know I'm going to have kids at some point, but that's way in the future. not just
1: kids. you might have um, some family that grows up that you have to go to the wedding for.
0: Oh no, I am a I'm, I'm a groomsman in my brother's wedding, which is going to be happening in a couple of months.
1: So weddings they're coming up for you too.
0: <laughs> but yes, but being a groomsman's not you know, like planning your wedding. That's true. yeah you you have a while till you need to be
2: fully involved in a wedding.
0: and I have no problem waiting. No problem at all.
1: So are there any other topics we want to hit up? Because I think we're getting pretty low on time.
0: Well, I just wanted to point everybody towards uh, CGP's latest video. Humans need not apply. Which I was actually surprised. This one was like 18 minutes long. Normally his stuff's a bit shorter than this, but...
1: It was a very good video, and it's bringing up a lot of... It was a very good video. A lot of points that we will have to face soon soon
2: i mean heck there's a lot of people working towards it now half of my job is just automating
1: stuff what i mean by us i mean us as a country
2: right but it, it's one of those things the mentality already there is everyone like wants things to be automated and to be simpler
1: i don't know if automation makes things simpler but it definitely makes it out of the realm of human control
0: I just love the point where they were talking about the the biggest uh, job force in America was transportation or something like that. Mm -hmm. I was thinking like, you know, if we just get automatic semi-trucks, how many people would be out of a job? A
1: lot of people. And so how do we deal with that new giant influx of unemployed people? They can't go into the tech sector necessarily because they don't have the skills. And even if they did, the tech sector is only so big.
2: Well, I and mean, we're already starting to deal with it now because every year more people are entering the workforce than jobs become available.
0: And it's the sort- amount of available jobs is only going to go down as things get more and more automated.
2: Right. So it's one of those things. We're starting to deal with it at a slightly smaller level, but this is definitely something that we have to deal with
1: already. I don't disagree, but I don't think our policy really deals with it as a country.
0: No, not at all. I can tell you in my area that the automation's going full force now. You could have a radio station that's literally just a computer hooked up to a transmitter, and that would be it. Giant playlist. A giant playlist. You could have voice tracking on there, which is literally somebody popping online, spending 20 minutes recording the little vocal bits between the songs, saying so like, oh, this was yada, yada, yada. Here's a fun little fact, yada, yada. Here's this next song, yada, yada, You could do just like a half hour of that and get a whole day's worth of human interaction on the radio station. So it sounds like somebody's there, but instead it's just still just a computer. Right. They're called uh, turnkey stations, by the way, and they already exist. I would figure
2: at least some uh, like nighttime radio has already gone in that direction, even with some of the more mainstream uh, stations.
0: Oh, I don't doubt it. Overnight radio is pretty much syndicated to a couple of major programs. And that's about it. But yeah, your local DJ might not be local at all. Because it's a whole lot cheaper to buy a computer and buy the software and not have to really pay anybody for the full-time work than it does to have somebody on staff full-time.
1: That said, your local... your local radio host could be local, but still not no, be no, at the radio station.
0: No, that is that is also very true. Yeah, people uh, – Rush Limbaugh, his his part of the uh, show is actually taped down in Florida at his house. But all the calls are routed through uh, New York City because that's where his home base is. Same thing for Bill O'Reilly's radio show. There's a lot of conservative talk radio, man. You didn't notice? I've, no, I, I I noticed. It's just it's there's a lot. I, I,
2: well, they seem to like talking.
0: Yes, yeah, that no, that's very true. And, so yeah, if you if you have 18 minutes, watch the video and then get slightly freaked out because he makes a lot of sense.
1: What I'm interested in seeing is uh, hopefully a, a video follow-up to this which is proposed solutions to the issue because this is just uh this problem exists here you here let's i'm going to teach you about it not uh here's this problem it exists here's stuff we can do to fix it
2: honestly i think it would take a lot more than just one guy like to come up with viable solutions
1: there's been quite a bit of talk on on reddit i was trolling the the Reddit associated with the video. Um, And there's been a lot of talk about guaranteed income where we basically move to an economic system where all humans get X number of dollars and that's supposed to cover housing and food and other living expenses. And your free time, you can make more money if you'd like. You can spend it consuming products, which is what we need. It's a lot of consumers. You can spend it traveling, I mean, the proposed solution would change our economy drastically. So kind of a weird blend of communism and capitalism? Yes.
0: I can tell you a lot of people with a lot of money are going to be seriously opposed to that.
1: And they're the ones who have the power. And so it'll be interesting to see if this becomes an issue of a revolutionary type thing. Because... You can do that solution and that will quell your 40% or whatever of the people who are going to be on un- un- – un- that will be jobless or you can let them starve and start a rebellion or you can let them die out. Like there are there are solutions to this problem but a lot of them are not what people would call solutions.
2: I don't know. It almost seems as extreme as um, – have you read the book Inferno by Dan Brown yet? I have not. Andy, you kind of see where I'm going with this, though, in how extreme, like, some of the solutions can be?
0: Oh, yeah. No, that would be a um, viable solution for this problem.
2: Yeah, except I don't think there's actually a way to scientifically make it happen.
0: No, probably not. But that there was some viable points made in that book. Honestly, I think that book... Like
2: scared me as being more realistic and worrisome than like any other book of his.
0: No, yeah, that uh, that makes sense because it's not much of the uh, secret society sort of things. Well, granted, there was a quote unquote secret society, but his the 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 yeah, it was pretty realistic, and that's kind of scary. So, anyways,
2: a lot of terrifying things and. No one knows what the future will bring. It's just people are worried about the direction we're going. So should we get on to the random review then?
0: Sure. Since we're at about that time. Random review, since uh, this would technically be Dave's week or was last week. Either way, um, I don't really want to do two weeks in a row. So we're opening it up to all three of us to review Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, um, if you have not seen the movie and you don't want any spoilers, my voice following this sentence will tell you exactly how far to fast forward. To avoid all spoilers, please fast forward to 58 minutes and 25 seconds. Now that we've done that, those of you sticking around, Guardians of the Galaxy. So I know for me, I'm a big fan of the movie. Huge fan of the movie, but I'm
1: also a sci-fi opera lover.
0: I thought it was actually quite – I thought it was more humorous than it should have been.
1: I did like that it it took a lot of the tropes and kind of contorted them a little bit by adding some humor in it. Like uh, the scene where they're all kind of gearing up to fight Thanos and they're like, I will join you and I will join you. And then Rocket Raccoon steps up and then like, I will join you. And look, we're all jackasses because we're all standing up. That's because Rocket Raccoon was amazing.
0: But if they don't pull him out to do his own movie with Groot, I think they're losing out on something.
2: They probably will eventually, but it's going to be after Guardians 2 and probably after they team up with Avengers.
1: To be honest, I think they'd work better as a TV show, a kid's TV show.
0: Oh, I could see that. Well, Rocket Raccoon is probably, you know, not kid friendly. Not so much. I think you'd be surprised. They could tone him down.
1: Yeah, but then he wouldn't be Rocket Raccoon. But, um, and then there was another scene that when, uh, Quill saves Gamora and they're kind of like, and that romantic, he's on top of her, like almost ready to kiss. He was like, ha ha, I was so awesome in being heroic. It, it was quite a, a twist away from what you would have normally expected.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, that's kind of what they did for most of the movie in general. And during the opening credits, they really set the tone of the movie. Oh, I love he just, that. It's like the first time you see him, he's wandering through a wasteland, and then he turns on his headphones and just busts out dancing.
1: I was just imagining, like, Tomb Raider doing the same kind of thing, but he definitely made the dancing goofy. It, it was wondrous. I loved it.
0: I still remember hearing the... Uh reports of when chris pratt went into audition for star lord that uh the director said i don't care if i have to cg abs on this guy he's going to be star lord and he originally was not in the um running for it correct i do not believe so i think it was one of those things where they just brought him in and then he just blew him away and it's like all right yep this is our guy we need to do whatever we can to make him star lord
2: they did a good job yeah, he fit in there perfectly.
1: So overall, I had really no qualms about the, the movie. I really enjoyed it and thought it was really funny. Uh, Dave, on the other hand, from what Brendan has told me, had different view. <laughs> Dave had said he thought it was a good movie but did not think
2: it was a great movie. And he had a few things that he was kind of picking apart there, uh, specifically more with the villain of the movie.
0: Oh, uh, what's his name with the giant hammer? Yeah,
2: Ronan the Accuser, I think. That's right. But it, it was interesting because then afterwards I was talking with Bry, who just said he's a religious fanatic that takes care of everything.
1: It
0: really does. No, yeah, that's pretty much yeah. A religious fanatic who believes
1: he has the power of God that that solves all of the plot holes that Dave was bringing up. Like Dave was bringing up the fact that he could have escaped on one of those little ships, flown down, and then you know just hit the, hit the planet. But a a fanatic like that would want to make a big show of it. He'd want everybody to know that he did
0: it. Which is why he was monologuing when he actually was on the planet. Right, and why he,
1: he would want to make the grand entrance of landing his entire spaceship. I mean, he could have, yes, flown on a little spaceship off into the middle of a desert somewhere and then hit the planet and blown it up. That would have worked, but it doesn't fulfill his ego,
0: no. Yeah, it's one of the, that's, that's what I loved about the thing, was at the, at the end of the movie, he's like sitting there monologuing, and then he's ready to do something, and then Chris Pratt starts breaking into a song, and you can just tell it just, it threw off his whole thing, because he's like, this is my grand speech, what are you doing? What the fuck? <laughs> it was so
1: hilarious.
0: What are you doing? Do, can't you see I'm distracting you? Oh, man.
1: I loved how he, yeah. how he passed the dancing and singing to Gamora, and she's like, no, no, take it back. <laughs> he's like, taking it back, taking it back
0: very subtle i like it i like it been this although i did see
2: uh someone i can't remember where i saw it but someone actually took it and said yeah if you've seen the end of guardians of the galaxy you know for a fact that they like my little pony because friendship is magic quite literally
0: ah
1: yes i'm also glad that no. they didn't go the route of wow star lord could now apparently hold on to it just like ronin even though it killed other people I liked that he had to reach out for help. Yeah, just the fact it was like, yeah, he
2: could
0: hold it for, you know, a couple seconds more than normal people, but... So I have to say two things. One, Dancing Groot, I so wish somebody would make that. A lot of people on the it's internet
1: have already made their own versions of the Dancing Groot. I think I heard somewhere someone, that like,
2: uh, they are going to make them. There's no way. I mean, that is merchandising gold for Disney.
0: It really is. And number two, I kind of actually hated sticking around for Howard the Duck. I agree with that.
2: Yeah, that was kind of weird. But they did come out and say, look, this was just a goofy side thing. We're not actually going anywhere with it.
0: Oh, thank God, because that one was just like, yes, I I know you can pull Howard the Duck because he's part of the universe. But please don't. But really, I stuck around through the credits for that.
1: Right. I was hoping for something much more. And... That was a very big disappointment.
2: Supposedly, the uh, dog is actually uh, a bigger character in the Guardians universe.
1: Yeah, apparently in the comic, the dog is telepathic and is actually the controller of Nowhere. He is the the kind of the sheriff or the mayor of Nowhere, and that's their base in the the comic. Right. So in
2: future uh, movies, the dog may actually have a larger role. But, yeah, I think people saw Howard the Duck and was like, all right, you know, we've seen him. Please, for the love of God, don't bring him back.
0: We've been down that road once. No more. No more. Did you have any issues with the movie, Andy? Not really. I'm trying to think if there's anything that was really disappointing about the movie, but I'm not sure. It was a pretty funny little romp that I do have to say when we watched it in IMAX, it was one of those things. where Yes, it was in IMAX 3D, but it really didn't need to be. No, it really didn't. We didn't see it in 3D.
1: I don't know. I think I would have really enjoyed some of those space battles in 3D and on the IMAX.
2: Yeah, How uh, was that big net? That I could see being kind of cool in 3D. Uh, it
0: wasn't really that. Mm. The reason we saw it in IMAX 3D is because that's what the passes were that we got I for figured free. Why not? But uh, there were some people who were gigglers who basically just wanted to see Chris Pratt's abs in the uh, movie.
1: Of course. Now, what about that scene with Groot and the fireflies or whatever that was? That had to have been good in 3D. It
0: wasn't bad. It just wasn't, you know, great.
2: So it was. It sounds like it was a movie that was really kind of filmed in, you know, just standard and then upscaled into 3D.
0: Yeah, this one was definitely felt like it was post-production 3D. And that's never a good thing. No, it's yeah, it's not really. But I can't really find any issue with it so i guess that's a good thing if i can't find a a serious fault with the movie then i feel like it's a a good movie will i want to watch it again probably when i'm not sure
2: yeah like i don't expect i'm going to see it in theaters again but i do want to buy it when it comes
1: out i may see it in theaters once more but that would just be to try the imax 3d just that experience
0: i'm just telling you it's not going to be probably worth it but I definitely will be buying it when it comes out. So, what's the next Marvel movie? Is it uh... the next one is? oh crap!
2: I think it's Avengers two, and that's next spring. And then Iron, or not Iron, Ant Man Ant-Man is next fall. Actually, hang on, I actually found a list of when the movies are coming out.
1: Yeah, I think you're right with the Avengers being next in May first, two thousand fifteen. Then Ant Man in July seventeenth, two thousand fifteen. Then Captain America three on May sixth, two thousand sixteen. Um, something on July eighth. They they haven't released what it is, but it's going to be a. That's going to be
2: Doctor Strange. Yeah, it's got to be. They've already been working on that for a while.
1: And then the next ones will be in two thousand seventeen and forward. So
0: they're actually thinking about putting out three movies in twenty sixteen. But they're, they're debating that one right now. Hmm.
1: It is very interesting. I, I found an article that shows the Marvel Universe versus the DC Universe and when they're going to release films. Is that the one I sent you yesterday? Uh, no, I found a different one. Oh, okay. It's got it more uh,
2: infographic-y. Gotcha. Yeah, the one I am looking at is just text.
1: And it's, it's, <laughs> it's very noticeable that there's a far more investment in the Marvel Universe than there is in the DC Universe.
2: But conversely, if you look at television, DC has that down handily.
0: Yeah, you got Gotham, you got Arrow, you got Flash. Uh, There's the um, Constantine one coming out. Oh, yeah, Constantine as well. Um, Constantine's DC? It's Vertigo, which is DC.
2: So, yeah, I'm trying to remember. I know Constantine has teamed up with some of the DC characters before. Like, uh, was it in Sandman? Like, there's one point where early on where Sandman goes and talks to Martian Manhunter and then turns around and goes and talks to Constantine. Okay. So it's one of those things. And what is it? I think Marvel right now, the only TV stuff they have is shield. And then there's a Netflix one that they're going to be coming out with at some point soon.
0: They're also doing agent Carter as well. Is that going to be Netflix only? No, um, it's going to be on ABC. It's going to be the mid season between, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and something else, I do believe.
2: Okay, yeah, so, that, but that's only going to be a shorter thing.
1: That's not going to be, like, a full-blown season.
0: I don't remember. So,
1: yes, Guardians of the Galaxy, great movie, going to pick it up later when it comes out to DVD or Blu-ray.
2: It, it was definitely a very good, you know, sci-fi space opera kind of popcorn summer blockbuster thing.
0: I know No, very in- true, which is what they need to be.
2: Right. It definitely wasn't the deepest movie ever, but it was a very, very enjoyable movie.
0: It wasn't like the political thriller of the last Captain America movie.
2: No, no, it it really didn't. It it was definitely a movie to kind of say, all right, you know, here's some new characters in a new direction. We'd like to take it. Is it viable? So they didn't want to, like, overcommit with the story. But considering how well this went, obviously they're going to keep going with it. But of course— Especially, I mean, the only really heavy story interaction thing was the whole um, Infinity Gems storyline continuing. I think, what is it, they're up to four of six now in the storyline? I think that's right. Wait, they've already done the other three? Well, Loki's staff is one, and that's currently in Hydra's hands. The um, Tesseract is two, which is currently in Asgard. There's that liquid one from Thor 2, which was in the hands of the Collector and is now MIA because of Guardians. And then there was the one they introduced in Guardians, which is now in Nova Corps' hands. Okay. So there's four, and there's still two MIA.
1: So they're gearing up to do the, the Avengers 3 pretty good.
2: Yeah, I Thanos and Avengers 3 and Guardians, that's going to be when everything comes to a head by the looks of it.
0: Oh, this is a good time for comic book movies. It really mm-hmm. is.
2: I mean, pretty much because before Marvel really got into this, no studio was really willing to do something quite this large before. And I think, you know, it's one of those things that comic book fans have been wanting to have because those comic books are really all inclusive and, you know, going back and forth and crossing. But they've never really been willing to commit to something in like movie or TV for it. And Marvel is doing it really
1: well. It's basically taking the, the comic book, what they do with the comic books, with having an event and having multiple things lead up to it from different comic books. But instead of making them comic books, they're just making them individual movies. Right. So
2: I'm, cur- I'm curious to see how DC is going to be fighting this because obviously with their whole Batman, Superman thing, they're moving in that direction because they've already said that Aquaman and Wonder Woman are going to be in that movie.
1: I can't believe that they're getting, um, Count Drogo as Aquaman. If they do it right, Aquaman
2: can be good, but it's really, really hard.
0: Aquaman sucks. He sucks fish pee. That's gross. Sorry, that's a reference from Big Bang Theory. It's so gross. Yeah, I'm trying to... Nope, true. So I'm guessing since we've moved off of Guardians of the Galaxy, that's kind of the end of the review? Yeah, probably. I think so, too. Okay, should we move on to the random topic? Sure.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Okay, random topic, rolled ahead of time. Shaving, which I just did yesterday.
2: Yeah, I shave once every other week, maybe. But, I don't know, it, it doesn't look terrible when it grows in for me, so I really only shave when it gets annoying. I'm a mountain man, I don't shave. You also have very little facial hair. Sure. If you don't shave and you don't have a beard you don't have a lot of
0: facial hair. No, I have to agree with that one. So I trim, but that's not shaving. Wait, no. What do you mean you trim? If you you reduce the amount of
2: hair on your face, that is shaving.
1: No, it's not. See, this is where I would completely disagree. So are you saying when you go get your hair cut, you basically are getting your hair shaved?
0: I think he's got us
1: on this one. I think shaving for me means that you go all the way down to the skin and I don't do that.
0: No. Yeah. Cause then you, cause you, you, you can buy a, a razor blade for shaving and then you also have that beard trimmer attachment. It's not called a beard shaver. Yeah. It's not a beard shaver. It's a beard trimmer. So he might have a point on that one, but still it's so I still feel like that even if you're trimming, that goes under the umbrella of shaving.
1: I would argue shaving is under the umbrella of trimming.
0: Of manscaping? I'm not sure I think I would like that word. You've never heard of manscaping before? I have.
1: I've heard of it plenty of times. I just don't know if I like it. It's very close to mansplaining to me, which has recently just been uh, entered into Webster. Uh, You've never heard of mansplaining?
0: No. No, no, I haven't.
1: Um, It's basically what feminists uh, term... Any explanation that men do to try to explain anti-feminist behavior?
2: All right, I'm staying away from that. So going back to shaving, Andy, do you use straight razors or electric?
0: I use uh, straight razors. I used to have the the Mach 3, and then I switched to the Dollar Shave Club, and then when I realized I could actually just buy the Dollar Shave Club razors in bulk and save even more, I have a bunch of those now.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, I just go with electric just because it's easier and... Faster, even though it's not quite as good of a shave.
0: I feel like it's like slightly painful because you're kind of like rubbing that. It, your skin is all just... That's
1: why I only trim. It's easy.
0: don't have to do it very often. Well, neither do
2: I, but I, I mean, there are times where, you know, after I shave, it looks like I've, you know, gone back in time five years. I have shaved with the straight razor a few times and I just find it annoying. Whereas with the, electric razor i can just kind of you know just dive right in go for it whatever
0: it's not you see i find it the exact opposite way i find the electric shaver annoying it's one of those things where it's if i'll use it if i need to but i'd rather a straight razor shave than do it the other way
2: yeah so it it very much comes down to a personal preference thing
0: yeah i can go about three to four days maybe longer without shaving five or six but at that point kate starts to like shy away from me (laughs) because she does not like the facial hair Gotcha. So that's a good indicator of maybe I should shave. But if I come in to like kiss her on the cheek and then she does that slightly leaning away from me.
2: See, the other thing is, you know, how evenly does it come in and how terrible does it look if you don't shave?
0: I don't think it looks that terrible on me, but I'd I'd have to get an outside opinion on that one. I've never seen you with enough facial hair to know. The last time I had a serious amount of facial hair was when I was working at the summer camp because there wasn't really any hot water to shave. And so I didn't really shave until Kate was showing up, and then I would shave all that I had off there, but that one was starting to actually really get to there. But even then, I the, the neck stuff really starts to get with me because I'm normally like looking down at my laptop screen, and so I, my chin hair starts to rub against the rest of my neck, and then it feels weird. I can see that.
2: For me, the indicator is usually when my the hair around my mouth starts to curl in and get in there when I try and eat.
0: Yeah, eating your own hair is not very tasty no
2: it really isn't and since it's like hair at the corner of my mouth like you know it's just really irritating if it gets pulled at all so that's the indicator for me and if it gets to that then i'll just like "Ah, screw it and shave everything off there
0: okay my left-handed my left field question have you ever thought about shaving your head
2: yes yeah i probably would never do it i'm getting closer and closer as i keep losing hair oh you're
0: gonna go for a bruce willis yep eventually
2: See, I used to have the really long hair, and then just going to what I have now is a huge enough That's change. true.
0: I just feel like at some point, right before summer, I'm just going to shave all my hair and just let it just grow for the summer.
2: You're going to do what Steve Baker used to do? Just shave your head once a year, and other than that, don't touch it?
0: No, because that would get super annoying really quickly. He had a lot of
1: fun on that shaving day, too, because he would, like, shave it to look like different things, take pictures, like, make himself look into it like a clown...
0: Oh yeah Forgot that both you guys live right next to the Bakers Used to Used to live next to the Bakers
2: Enough that we grew up with Yeah, Dave
1: was over there too He didn't really spend a lot of time with the Bakers though
0: He was too busy on his computers His giant bank of computers The LAN parties in his basement, oh Where I would get absolutely schooled at StarCraft You and me both, boy You and me both I'd love to have a LAN party
1: with everybody again But I don't think we could agree on enough games Probably not I am
2: the only one we can ever seem to get any kind of universal acceptance on as TF2 in anyway. yeah. Or Civ. Or Civ, that's true. Yeah, and even then, each one of those has a few exceptions. Like, Andy doesn't get in on Terraria, Beth doesn't do Civ.
1: Yeah, maybe someday we'll find a game everybody likes. Probably not. Yeah, when we do, it'll only support four people.
0: Well, I, I'm i guessing from our lack of shaving talk now that we've probably reached the end of this. I think yeah, so. Probably. Alright, I'm now going to go and get changed, and so I can head in and pull apart cabinets and such.
2: Sounds like fun. Have fun with that. I need to shower before I go play games all day.
0: But you'll be back for the book club, right? Nope. You didn't read it. No. Oh, boo.
2: I did not read it, and the game thing goes, let's see, it starts in about 20 minutes, but I'm probably not going to get there until 3 or so whenever I get the car, but it goes to like 1 a.m. Ah, okay then but it's probably going to be significantly smaller this week considering Gen Con is happening right now.
1: Is it a weekly thing? A monthly thing?
0: Monthly. Gotcha. It's a monthly thing and they planned it at the same time as Gen Con, really? Uh,
2: it was, he tried to switch it to next week, but it turns out the common room that they rent out was unavailable. Ah, okay. So he yeah, had to switch it back to this week. All right. Because it, it's an automated, like, every third Saturday or something, and was like, uh, maybe I'll switch it this time. Oh, wait, no, I can't.
0: Oh, well. All right, well, Brian, Brendan, thank you very much for uh, popping in, especially at the last no minute. No problem. Yeah. And I guess that's a wrap. Guess so. Take, Take it easy. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast.